dreams and custard creams Nice warm tea, we can feel stress-free Soft voices and a lot of laughs It's the Mundane Podcast Hello there, good afternoon, good evening or good morning Welcome to The Mundane with Chris and Dave My name is Chris I am Dave And um, this is just us having a chat about some of the little things in life that we may not think about as much or know much about the history of. And just to be honest, it's just an excuse for me to hang out with my good friend Dave, who lives across the country from me. Mm, It's always nice to catch up. It's always nice to catch up. So this week, Dave, I bring you the subject of toothpicks. Oh, okay. So we kept we, we're keeping yeah, yeah. we're keeping small because last yeah, last yeah. time we did paper clips, so I thought well, I'll keep it small. I'll keep thinking about some small things. So, first of all, what do you know about toothpicks, Dave? What do you what do you know? Um, well, when I think of a toothpick, I think of what we'd actually technically probably call a cocktail stick. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, and the, it's funny you should say toothpicks because I was literally looking at toothpicks in the shop earlier at the different toothpicks there were. Like, wow, there's a lot of different toothpicks. It's a bit of a coincidence, <laughs> bit of a coincidence that is really when you think about it because I never yeah. look at the toothpicks in the shop, but I did literally today. <laughs> how how crazy is that? Why why were you looking at them? Because uh, I'm actually a little bit worried about my teeth and with COVID and everything, I can't actually go see my dentist right now unless it's an actual emergency. Maybe I have an emergency. I, I've actually got to ring them tomorrow and ask. Uh, I've got a little bit of tooth that looks like it's lost like the top layer kind of thing and I'm a bit concerned. It's only a little bit and uh, and it's I probably was caused by not using toothpicks enough. So So when you were looking at the different kind of toothpicks, what kind of toothpicks were there? Um, well, there were classic wooden ones, which I think the most of them are branded as dental sticks. Didn't actually see any cocktail sticks in that section because cocktail sticks are not toothpicks. They're cocktail sticks. There's the little ones. Well, they're all little. There's ones with the little brushes on the end. There's ones that are little brushes on the end, but they're bent a bit as well, I think. The the wooden ones, I believe they're waxed as well, aren't they? Yeah, they can be. Yeah, yeah. So a bit nicer in the mouth. I think after then I started, my eyes started diverting to the floss but you know floss kind of does the same sort of purpose as a toothpick in a lot of ways well maybe not quite the same you know a toothpick i suppose is for the immediate removal of a food item from between your teeth but floss kind of is something you'd do because you've had food in between your teeth and you need to clean them so how old do you think toothpicks are dave that's a good question because they're a very simple thing so you'd think probably old weren't complicated to make but on the flip side um i don't know how caring and in touch with dental hygiene human beings have been for for however long um for instance obviously uh tribes you know uh, nomadic tribes and and such they uh apparently you know they don't need to brush their teeth because they don't eat loads of sugar like we do so it's funny you say that dave so um, the two articles I'm referencing today um, is Slate.com and Thoughtco.com, mm. both of which are on the history of the toothpick. And interestingly, toothpicks are one of the very few things that um, inventions that predate modern humans. And actually, it can go back wow. to ancient, ancient times. Mesopotamians have been seen to have little wooden instruments because when you think about it, it might not be sugar, but leaves 
yeah. and other things that do get stuck in you. The idea of dental hygiene had actually been around since before then. They've actually some found evidence from ancient skulls that early Neanderthals used to pick their teeth using tools. You know what, actually? It, it makes complete sense because you can eat... There's many different things you can eat. Apples, for one thing, which obviously were around back then, and they get in, in your, stuck in your teeth. And you don't... Forgetting the hygiene aside, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. And, and Neanderthals would be no different to us. They don't want to walk around with that with their tongue in their teeth. Like, where's that? Mm, mm. <sighs> yeah, I suppose, like, to remove mm. that like, displeasure. The other thing is, so when I was talking about Mesopotamians, they actually used um, toothpicks made out of silver and bronze. Oh. So that's what the evidence has found. So I don't know whether the Neanderthals were using silver and bronze. No, they, of course they weren't, because there was no Bronze Age. Neanderthals weren't used, but they basically were found to use tools. They don't know what the Neand what tools the Neanderthals were using, but they do know that the Mesopotamians were using silver, bronze, and other precious metals that date back to antiquity have been unearthed. And by the medieval period, carrying a gold or silver toothpick in a fancy case became a way for privileged Europeans to distinguish themselves from commoners. Mm. so that was the uh, you know in terms of your swag in terms of like your bling it was all about your toothpick back in the day it was a toothpick yeah yeah now it's all about probably uh your, your i don't know your, your earbuds or something what's it all about is that what it is do you think that's what people's status symbols are now in a lot of ways yeah yeah earbuds i mean people wear bling but if you're talking about a day-to-day -day cultural symbol of wealth I don't know, earbuds or, or how nice your coat is or something like that. Are, they, are those the two things you notice in people, Dave, is that like, wow, they've got good earbuds. They must be. I know, I know it's a nice coat, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, earbuds, that's more of an assumption based on my perception of modern society because I look at earbuds, I'm like, well, they're uncomfortable and I'd much rather be wearing over-ear headphones. But other people are like, oh, you've got the the new I, Apple iPod earbud wireless XS ones oh that's a wow you've done well there yeah no it's interesting you say that because um i wonder if it's an age thing because i do the same thing where i see coats and i'm like that's a waxed jacket those mm. are expensive but then i'm like but they last a long time maybe i should get a wax jacket maybe i could be a wax jacket boy that goes out in his expensive mm. coat because it's going to last for years so why spend that money on that so yeah maybe when you think about it earbuds exactly the same thing i know that most earbuds cost at least 100 plus pounds and they are like you could probably take an earbud with water to swallow like you could take it like a big pill and to me what like and that's quite an expensive pill and very difficult to digest. Mm. If something's that small, but that expensive, because obviously of the amazing technology that's in them, like, yeah, that is a good status symbol. What if people just had earplugs that look like earpods? Would you still, you probably wouldn't notice, would you? You'd probably still think they're rich when actually, yeah. so it's quite an easy bling to hide. And um, and I suppose actually really, uh, you know, a diamond ring is a status symbol, but not one that I notice maybe because I'm a man, but Someone could wear a fake diamond ring in front of me and I'd be like, wow, you've got a real diamond ring there because I, I'm very uneducated on that. Yeah. Much like with fake earbuds or pretend earbuds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So back in the day, so even Queen Elizabeth once received six gold toothpicks as a gift and would often showcase them. I'm guessing not used because that would be gross. This is Elizabeth I, by the way. Mm. Six gold toothpicks as a gift. And there's even an anonymous portrait depicting her as an old woman wearing multiple chains around her neck from which hung a gold toothpick or a case. Well, which one is it, article? That doesn't help at all. <laughs> like, is it a case or is it both? Does she just... Because, you know, toothpick 
that would be a pretty painful necklace when you think about it. Like, yeah, you, you think it would stab you. And... Yeah, if you catch that yeah. wrong, that would be pretty painful. Mm. Meanwhile, those who couldn't afford such luxuries resorted to more creative ways of fashioning their own toothpicks. The Romans came up with a particularly clever method of pulling bird feathers, chopping off the quill and sharpening the tip because obviously in the past it couldn't be cruel enough. Mm. It was like, yeah. So that was eventually, that was apparently what kind of, one of the things that did it. And apparently um, Native American peoples carved toothpicks from deer bone. Nice. I wouldn't mind a deer bone toothpick. That sounds quite cool. Yeah, while Inuit people would use walrus whiskers. That makes sense, you know, using the animals from their locality. Yeah, but like walrus, so like, I can't imagine, I don't know what walrus whiskers are like. Wool, they must be a, quite substantial. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, it's pretty, it's girthy. also pretty girthy. <laughs> girthy walrus I can't. I can't even say it. Wool, walrus, walrus whisker. whiskers. Walrus whiskers. That's, that's a that's a big thing there but no um and ironically wood was generally considered unsuitable for the purpose of dislodging trapped food bits twigs from oh. trees were inadequate because they tended to wear down when wet and had the prospe- the propensity to splinter which is what we were mm-hmm. saying before which is why they're waxed so they didn't do that of course yeah yeah while romans actually found that the ma- oh this is a nice this is a good tree name the mastic gum tree apparently would take advantage of the plant's pleasant pleasant aroma and its teeth whitening properties mm. so people had always been using toothpicks and other things to pick out teeth we definitely should have a look at floss one day because that's also an interesting one to look into yeah yeah <clears throat> it is and of course floss in the modern day has a different meaning Everyone dances the floss. I don't even know what it is, but it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, Because of, def- of the TikTok. <laughs> the dance. <laughs> I just realized what you're on about. Yeah, it was it. I could go, I could tell you the whole history. I do actually know the history of the floss as in the dance. Oh, do you? Yeah, it kept, there was a couple, there was a dancer that basically, a kid and dancer that invented it. And then it just became popular because of Fortnite. And then because of Fortnite, it, and Fortnite being popular with young people who use TikTok. Ah, oh, it's it's all Fortnite and TikTok these days. It is literally well, like when you, but when yeah, in terms of like the culture, especially youth culture. Mm. But no, this is um. So basically, we got to a point where you know, to, so people are always using toothpicks. Mm. We're not on toothbrushes today. <clears throat> so then, now let's come to the toothpicks that we know. The toothpicks that you were yeah. looking in the shop on a fateful November morn, and um, there was this guy called Charles Forster who was basically a businessman and he noticed that natives in Brazil had beautiful teeth and he actually found that it was from these handcrafted toothpicks at this point, you know, were whittled out of wood and other things because people found different ways of kind of actually getting the right wood, the right time to use Mm. stuff like this. And he vowed to make a fortune by producing wooden toothpicks so cheaply by machine that he could export them to South America. Long story short, he met someone else who could mass produce them I won't go into the detail of all this, but basically Mm -hmm. he found this way and patented this way of making toothpicks really quickly, you know, making them en masse because it's not just, you know, the idea of a toothpick, you can't really, everyone knows what a toothpick is, but it's the idea of making them en masse. So because the original tradition is to whittle them on demand. And so why would you charge money for something that you could just, oh no, just I'll cut one down. There we go. Forster then came up with these ingenious marketing schemes to sell things to people, you know, how do you sell something to people that people already have or people already know what to do? 
So what he first did was he targeted stationers who dealt in small items. And when he could not place his product in stores, he hired personable young people to go to the same retailers and ask for wooden toothpicks. But obviously the retailers would be like, oh no, sorry, we don't have any. And they'd leave. And then shortly afterwards he would return and he'd be like, oh, well, have you had people asking for toothpicks? And they've gone, funnily enough, we have. Well, I have some toothpicks that you can so buy. So he was a con man, basically. <laughs> he was basically, yeah, he created a false demand. And to reinforce the shopkeeper's decision, Forster Shills would soon come back and ask again for toothpicks. And this time the sales were made. And then the boxes of toothpicks were then returned to Forster, who could resell them back to the retailer. Oh my God. Who was now prepared to talk them up to real customers. Because, oh man, these have been really popular. You know, so before the days of, uh, you know, the internet and people going, watch out for this guy. He's selling things and then reselling them back. So uh, to get toothpicks into restaurants, Forster hired Harvard men. After they had finished dining on Forster's dime at a local establishment, such as the Union Oyster House, they demanded wooden toothpicks. When they were told none were available, the students raised a ruckus and vows to never eat there again. And then Forster would come around a couple of days later and the restaurant manager would purchase boxes of toothpicks to distribute to the customers. Did no one get suspicious at any point? I suppose, why would you, at this, now that we're like, with foresight and modern times, it's like, it's now like friggin' obvious. But like, yeah, apparently nobody was like, it's also really specific, isn't it? Can you imagine running a restaurant? Like, let's not, let's yeah. remove, let's remove wooden toothpicks, but let's say so, walrus whiskers, walrus, walrus whiskers. Imagine if you own a shop and someone comes in and goes, do you have any walrus whiskers? And you go, no, why would I have walrus whiskers? And they'd be like, oh, well, this is stupid. And they leave. And then a guy comes a couple of days later going, I have some walrus whiskers, if you'd like. And you go, oh my God, what a dink. Like mm. I would be, I would be suspicious. I would be, I'd be like, what is this? Yeah, because toothpicks are ubiquitous anyway. But it's this idea that I imagine that he's created that demand for something that people never really mm. needed. But now like people naturally in restaurants start going, actually, yeah, I need a toothpick after my meal. You have a steak. The idea after a steak, you have a toothpick, don't you? You always get mm, of course. after the steak. God, people were definitely more gullible back then. It makes me wish that, you know, I could have a time machine and go and con people back in the day. Because is it wrong if you're doing it to people that don't exist anymore? You know? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, is it still conning people if you have a time machine and you go back in time and con people and then go back to your time? And all those people are gone now. Yeah, but a con is a con, Dave. Like, <laughs> it, it, like so having previous knowledge to something and then that's still a con. That's still, that, yeah. that's, you know, the people that, um, in fact, this is quite recent, the people that bought multiple PlayStation 5s and then sold them at a higher price because they knew it would be sold out. That's still a con. That's still being a, that's still a scalper. Just because they had the knowledge, we all knew they were going to mm. sell out. Like, just because you have the future and also if they're dead, is that what you mean? Like the statues limitations changes because... They were once alive and now they're not. Is that what you're saying? Sort of, yeah. I mean, I suppose um, it is a con, but then it isn't if back then it wasn't a con. If conning didn't exist back then. Cons definitely exist. But then do you live by your moral code in the past when you've gone in your time machine or do you live by their moral code? I don't know if you've ever heard this. This is one of my favorite term, my old terms. It's flim flam. 
a flim flam man. And the flim flam man is some is a con art, is, is is an old name for con artist or it's a swindler. Okay. A swindler. You swindler. know, there's yeah, yeah. snake oil, snake oil salesman. That's mm-hmm. like so that's, that's like but that's years and years and years ago. So that was eighteen hundreds. And in fact this is the eighteen sixties, eighteen fifties, eighteen sixties. Yeah, not a million miles away in time. So but... so so what con would you do, Dave? What would be your what would your flim flam be if you got you get your time machine? Go back to any time. What would your flim flam be? Well, there's there's so many you could do, really, isn't there? You know, there's obviously the, the classic like uh, bet on whoever to win the whoever when you know who's going to win. But you'd you know, have to know. To, you'd so. have to know that. Let's say, Dave, I've got a time machine. You're going in now. Bam! Like you have to go in and it's the ghost. Type in a date, so you can't memorize anything. You have to literally just go straight away. What would it be? That's a good question. It really is. Um, am I allowed to bring anything with me? No, in you're in. Machine? You're in the room right now. You're in our studio. You're in the studio. You got to go right now. What? So you have all the knowledge you have now of the world right now. You know. You know about COVID. You know about nine eleven. Like you know whatever your history teachers taught you. Whatever you've learned from this podcast. I would reinvent smoking or something like that. Maybe reinvent smoking <laughs> yeah you know maybe i could change the world for the better instead of smoking tobacco you've been doing it wrong don't you know you simpletons what you're supposed to actually do is i don't know get a potato and dry it and i suppose that would still be bad for you you're still inhaling smoke <laughs> nah, scratch scratch the in reinventing smoking um because it's not even not, not a con either, really. Um, no. You could, I, do you know what I'd do? Go on. I'd go back 20 years and invent Nando's. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, as if we're talking like recent history, then uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of things you could do really like that. What are the things that I wish I'd had invested in? Um, well, everyone always talks about Apple, isn't it? Apple's always yeah, the top Yeah, they're one. an obvious one. Google... Um, mm. oh, I'm sure there was one where I was like, "That's a good idea," and it did work really well. I'd invent the Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin's the big one to invest in. Okay, so let's go back a bit further. W- would you kill Hitler? Um. Well, yeah, probably would. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, I'd have to survive myself, but you know, if I could take some technology with me, some modern knowledge that Hitler wouldn't know about. Like what? Um, what? What? What could you take to? Well, they still thought smoking was good for you back then, so maybe I'd have him smoke himself to death. Do you need a cigarette, Dave? Is that what all this is? You seem to be bringing up cigarettes just out of the blue. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm actually. I, I don't need a cigarette. No, I mean, there's there wasn't a, a huge amount of fundamental things that they didn't know back then that we know now. In a lot of ways, the thing I always think about when they in, in like the thirties and forties that they thought they knew back then that they didn't was that they thought smoking was good for you or not bad for you. And they were massively wrong. um, What do you think in 20 years we're going to look back on and be like, wow, I can't believe, I can't believe we did that. I think we'll look back at 5G and be like, that causes coronavirus. (laughs) So we we shouldn't have done that one. Have you ever seen the, um, see the thing that always makes me feel better about a lot of things is when you look back into history. So, um, have you seen there's there were old advertisements of people burning down electricity poles going they give oh, yeah. cancer telephone wires oh yeah. my god the original 1G 
I suppose, whatever thing. Yeah, they get and like during small when smallpox happened, that was around the time where electricity poles and stuff were going up. And they're like, yeah, that's what causes it. People just connecting things that don't connect. The other thing I noticed, I was watching the thing about Ingrid Bergman, the famous film actress. And um, basic, long story short, she had a really flourishing career. She was in Casablanca. And mm -hmm. then she um, basically ended up having an affair. That's it. She had an affair with this guy, ended up having a couple of kids with him as well. One of them was Isabella Rossellini, who's in Blue Velvet. At the time, everyone dismissed. They were like, what an awful woman. And they, they started like basically trying to cancel culture her films. They were like, oh, no, uh -uh. we're not going to watch her films because she has an affair. What a disgusting thing. What a moral. And there was just all this moral outrage. And that always makes you feel good when people talk about inverted commas. Cancel culture is that it's always happened. So It's always been around. It's always been around. So back on this. So once wooden toothpicks became readily available in restaurants, people would pick them up on the way out and use them for the intended purpose. But after they were used to clean the teeth, toothpicks had a further use. Chewing toothpicks in public soon became fashionable amongst, this is a quite a nice oh, article, among, among well-to-do men. And after a while, young women began taking up the practice. Like, I like how shocked this article is that women started doing it. One Bostonian observed that at lunchtime, nearly every third woman met in the vicinity of Winter and West Streets has a toothpick between her lips. The, the toothpick, cool toothpick in the mouth thing. I can't remember what film it was I was watching, but someone's got the... It was a cocktail stick, but, you know, toothpick, cocktail stick kind of the same thing in a lot of ways they were doing a little thing where they kind of roll it from one side of the mouth to the other like casually like and it looks cool and uh i got myself a cocktail stick and i learned how to do it it's actually really easy to be honest disappointingly easy i suppose there's nothing to it you just do it and it happens but it looks cool does it still look cool now do you think we should bring it back so this was 1870s it's all about context i think you have to be wearing a suit of, of some sort or like you know I can imagine like a mafia, sort of classic mafia type with a, you know, trilby hat. That's the so kind of the look. it's 1950s, yeah. Yeah, that's the look that for me is synonymous with the toothpick in the mouth. Because I suppose like, so, because obviously the idea of this like disposable thing, because obviously we went from gold toothpicks, gold and where you'd have one, that ironically the eco-friendly reusable toothpick in the 16th, 17th, 18th century, all of a sudden we've got disposable toothpicks. Mm. and it was as a social symbol, so as a status symbol. So the thing that has me worried is that in modern society, obviously now, you know, we have reusable water bottles, reusable coffee cups, all of this stuff, because it is definitely better for the environment. But is that just going to be a status symbol that then they're going to start reintroducing? Like, And then after a while, it'll be like, oh, a disposable cup. I only need to use this cup once. Oh, hello. Do you think there are things that risk? What other things that could become disposable? Yeah, what? Yeah, or the opposite. Is there something that's disposable now that could become cool as being like a new rate? Because I think having like a, if you had a singular gold toothpick, that would be way cooler to like, yeah, be flicking in your mouth. Well, this is, I was just thinking this. I was, we need to bring back reusable toothpicks yeah. and make them status symbols so that people will buy them and use them and not be throwing away things because you know there's too many disposable things i'll tell you what though a relevant one and you could argue there's a status symbol or at least a, a symbol of something and it's a disposable versus reusable one is obviously face masks yes yeah that's we true we could all do with throwing less of those away 
or fewer of those away. And uh, obviously, thanks to you, I no longer am using the disposal ones, except for at work, because I have to use them at work, because yeah. they have to use the medical grade ones. I would like that to change, really. You know, I don't, you know, why can't I just use a mask that can have a filter put into it? Things that could become disposable that aren't now and what and become a status symbol because you're using disposable ones. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't need to reuse that. Or, or the opposite. Um, or the opposite. Is there something that's currently disposable that could become non-disposable? You know, maybe due to new technology, because obviously the mm. reason disposable toothpicks became really popular was because of the technology of being able to mass produce it. Yeah. Do you um, know what? my cars? Disposable cars. Disposable cars. That would be an interesting thinking big. I've got to think big. Disposable yeah. cars. First of all, good name for a band. Disposable cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second of all, imagine having every car's made out of cardboard, recyclable cardboard, and it's a single use for a distance. And it folds out like a little like a like a Nintendo Labo. And it just there you go. You get in your car, it's waterproof, drive it down, and then you get to the end and you're like, right, it's either auto driving or you just take it to your car bin and just like put them in. You know, we're ignoring environmental mm, here yeah. because like obviously environmentally in the reality of the world where environmental problems are probably the most likely thing to kill us, definitely reusable everything is good. But for the sake of making an entertaining podcast between me and you, Dave, yeah, I want true. you to let's think about something all powerful and interesting. What else could we make? Umbrellas. Right? A disposable umbrella. Here's the thing. When it's raining... I, I, I mean, I have an umbrella in the back of my car. I think I have it in my head that it's like one day when my car breaks down really bad, I'm going to need that umbrella to protect yeah, me from the rain. Yeah, that's why I have one as well. Yeah, even though, I, I don't know, I mean, if, assuming I'm not on a motorway or something, I could, should just sit in my car. But that aside, uh, I've, I never use umbrellas. I will just walk out in rain. Knowing I've got one in the boot of my car, I'll leave my car and I'll be like, well, I'm not carrying an umbrella around with me. But if it was disposable and we can make it, eco-friendly as well i might add this disposable umbrella so the rain comes down you're like i don't want to get my hair wet today i've just had it done so i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> i've just had it done done that's well, what that's, that's that's what happens isn't it you yeah know, you get you your hair done done um, as opposed to not done <laughs> Uh, which is my hair. So, you know, you don't want to get your hair wet, but you, you don't want to carry an umbrella around, but you you, you, have, you had your hair done. So you, I take my disposable umbrella out of my car and I walk down to the chemist's because that's where I'm going on this journey. I want to buy some toothpicks. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it stops raining partway there just to add insult to injury. You're like, I've got this stupid, great big umbrella hypothetically that it's not disposable and and now it's not raining so i've got to walk around with a stupid stick for no reason now well not anymore because the disposable umbrella it's stopped raining it's also edible and you can eat <laughs> the um, you can eat the umbrella so you're not polluting the environment and you're feeding yourself some lunch on the way to the chemist and then you go in the chemist you get your toothpicks and you come out and it's raining again and you're screwed <laughs> but you can sorry you can buy they they sell them everywhere they're they're 50p a go 50p a and go they're, really, they're tasty as well yeah yeah what what flavors would you have an umbrella in uh strawberry chocolate vanilla and banana the, the same flavors of the the milkshake flavor options at mcdonald's 
strawberry, <laughs> chocolate, vanilla, or banana. I suppose. I suppose. I, I as you say that, I imagine them being a similar texture to like the um, foam bananas. You know those sweets, yeah, those foam yeah, bananas. Yeah. Mm. It's also weird that they're called foam bananas because foam is definitely not a thing that's edible. Yeah, no, we definitely know, not. We know exactly what I meant when I said foam bananas. Mm. But I imagine those in like milkshake flavors. I actually kind of want. I love those foam shrimp as well. I'm not big on the foam sweets. It's one of the ones that like I've never I really, like never really completely I can't, with. I'm I actually might after this podcast go down and get some. I kind you should of, do that, man. You I'm should craving. treat yourself. Do I'm it. Do it. Them. So funnily enough, we were talking about flavors. So when um, they were still kind of upping toothpicks, by the end of the 19th century, the count got as high as 5 billion toothpicks a year. That's a being lot. Made. That is a lot mm. of toothpicks. And the stand and the thing is with toothpicks, a bit like paper clips, is that they literally they haven't changed because there's not really much you can do to them. And one early attempt by Forster, who started off the whole mass produced game. What's we'll he um, at this time? He started adding flavoured toothpicks. Ah, oh, genius. So what flavours would you expect toothpicks to be in? Well, mint is the obvious one you know i saw some mint toothpicks earlier in the shop and actually it, it twigged my brain because they're wooden i was like wooden mint flavored wood i wonder how they flavor the wood and i thought it must be that they put the wind the mint in the wax or something you know i thought i had genuine toothpick thoughts whilst looking at the toothpick in the shop this is it's just such a coincidence i can't get over it yeah. but yeah mint is an obvious one but back then i'm not so sure that mint was like the obvious go-to choice for your dental hygiene so i'm gonna say uh shiraz maybe shiraz because you know they drunk wine for a long time so funny you say that they did actually have liquor like liquor flavors ah, such see. as scotch and bourbon oh um nice. popular flavors for the toothpicks were cinnamon wintergreen and sassafras yeah i think it's a plant uh yeah 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 sounds like a plant but yeah that's what they did they basically went the route of the vape and just tried to put in different flavors to try and make people go for it. And there's been many attempts over the years to make better toothpicks of different kinds of different things. But once again, it's that idea of something so simple, so mundane and small that it doesn't ever need iterating upon. Except pop. it is immortal. The design of a toothpick, like they tried doing them with little hooks. They've got ones with zinc that they use as a disinfectant, apparently. Apparently, there's one that combines a toothpick and a gum massager. I don't know if that's maybe the square bit at the end um, to prevent oh, rolling. Yeah. Oh, others have tried tinkering with the shape by making the center square to prevent rolling when dropped. Because I suppose if you put them down, they roll off the table. That was like... That's, that's putting some serious thought into serious it. serious thought into it. Like, what, what would you do to make a toothpick better? You're asking me how I would reinvent the wheel, basically, then, but with toothpicks. Uh, what would I do with toothpicks? Um, you have an unlimited research and development budget, so you can do yeah. whatever you want. I would have them be summonable. Okay. Is I don't know if summonable is a word, but I would have a toothpick that you can summon. So you don't ha even have to carry it around with you. The same technology will go into my umbrellas as well. Um <laughs> Yeah, they're still edible and disposable, but they're also summonable. Oh, um, so the toothpicks would be edible as well? Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, my, all of my products are edible, actually, yeah, for the sake of argument. But there's a, an edible chip inside them made from potato. And um, 
basically that chip enables you with the app, the uh, toothpick app. It's spelt number two th though to be happy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you dial in onto your app. I need a toothpick, and then uh, it flies. To you. That's dangerous, though. That would go, you know. <laughs> no, no, it's kid. not fast. It's not. It'll well. be like um that corn music. That would be like Freak on the Leash in that video with the bullet going through everything. There'll be a kid's party and they just have a load of balloons. Pop, 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 pop. There'll be a kid jumping on the trampoline. He's like, <laughs> and he just gets stabbed through oh, the throat. I suppose, yeah. We, yeah. Okay, well, then they're, they're summonable, but only within your coat. So you've got your nice status symbol coat and you've got your case with your toothpicks in. And you don't even need an app, actually. It works with an app. You have to have the app on your phone. Yeah. But you like it's like you know, OK Google or Alexa or whatever. You go, oh no, I just obviously <laughs> my phone. OK toothpick. Yeah, but it'd be something else, wouldn't it? It'd be like uh, pick me, pick me, or even you could customize it because some people, you know, tenacious D fans might be like, I think I got something in my teeth, and it goes bleep bleep. Or bleep 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 bleep, and then uh, and it like the 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 case will pop out your pocket because it's got like a little thing at the bottom that pushes it up from out your pocket, and then within the case the toothpick goes out of there yeah. like a cool cigarette coming out of a case or something like so, that. So you know? so I don't uh, as much as I like the idea of these being edible. Yeah, like I think actually these is a good time for a reusable one. That might be the technology that makes them reusable again, Dave. Is making a symbol. Put this. You've been kidnapped. You've been locked away. Oh no! Help me! And then actually, you can like do that for me. And then and then you can use the toothpick to like just stab your kidnapper in the throat. Yeah, and actually, also they um you you've, they've got secret phrases on them. So say oh. you're like you you've been kidnapped, but you can't give away. You've been kidnapped. There's a few key phrases you can say that they the kidnapper wouldn't know what you're saying but the toothpick app will and it will ping your location to the local police force and or dentists to come to your rescue um so like phrases such as uh i'm having a really good time and then uh what if you actually on a good if you're on a good date though and you're oh i'm having a really good time and then the police turn up and dentists, yeah, yeah. And dentists, yeah, yeah. They go, yeah. Matt. <laughs> wow. Vigilante dentist, yeah, yeah. That's it. I like vigilante dentist. That is a good. I'd watch that film. I would. I, I would watch totally watch that. So yeah. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is um is toothpicks. And I think once again, it's just important to remember that sometimes the simplest things, the most mundane things, you can't often improve things that are that simple. I think that's what's mm. lovely about them. I think in life. It's nice that sometimes something as simple as a toothpick can have such an interesting history. And it's just so interesting that a guy had to employ really crazy techniques to uh, sell his wares. The other thing I just yeah. remembered, I remember on Swiss Army Knives, they have toothpicks. They have a little plastic they do. one, don't they? I've got one. Yeah, I've got one. Little cream, cream colored toothpick. In fact, actually, I have used that as a toothpick many a time and I haven't yeah. sanitized it after. Yeah dirty me but i just like the idea a disposable cheap object with a simple design that achieves its desired goal do you think if it weren't for mr forster that mass-produced toothpicks would exist in the way they do today 
You think someone would have come along and snake oiled them into production? Maybe, or maybe it would be something different. Or would it be maybe... a much more modern thing that got invented? Yeah, what if it was like brushes? What if it was like, you know what? The things I always think of. You know those things they sell in um, services? Yeah, where the, the fuzzy like brushes. The, the fuzzy brushes. Maybe, maybe every restaurant would have a fuzzy brush. Have you ever bought a fuzzy brush? I have. Have you? I, I, I gave in. What's I was it like? like? Any good? No, it's just chewing a bit of plastic. It's awful. I can imagine. I've always looked at them like, how? How do they clean your teeth? If I could just chew something and clean my teeth every day, yeah, I I'd thought they, were, I thought they were edible. I thought it was like a bit like a sterner gum or something like that. No, it is literally, if you took like the um, the little plastic table that you get in pizza boxes oh, yeah, yeah. And, and made it a little bit bendier and just chewed it in your mouth, no, and it's like, I tell you, it's like, you know, on old, I don't think they do it anymore, on old um, fizzy, fizzy soda, fizzy pop bottles, there's sometimes that little plastic disc inside the top of the lid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you popped that out and chewed it, it'd be exactly the same, except it's mint flavored. Just doesn't so you, sound very pleasant, really. It wasn't. It really wasn't. I was that mm. thing of like, as a kid, I always asked for them and mum and dad were like, no. And then I was at the service and I was like, you know what? I'm an adult. I'm in control of my own life now, yeah. I have a, I have a two-pound coin. I'm going to put a two-pound coin in there. Yeah, I don't need condoms. I'm lonely. But I need good teeth because otherwise, how am I going to? And then, like, yeah, I did. And I was like, what is this? Is, ugh. And I spat it out straight away. The funny thing is, is that someone probably did a massive production of them in, like, 1974 and they're still selling them And they're them still now. selling them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> Uh, maybe they'll run out one day and they'll be like, well, that was a stupid idea, but we've sold them all now, so we don't need to... And then someone <laughs> else is like, oh, later. I've, I've I clicked go on another batch. I thought we needed more. <laughs> you idiots! Quick, send send people in. Send people in and go, do you have any fuzzy brushes? What do you yeah, mean you yeah. have any fuzzy brushes? Yeah, they'd have to, they'd have to bring the Forster method in. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to have to buy some condoms. To be honest, you could probably get a mint flavour condom and chew it and it would probably be just as effective. Probably would, yeah, yeah, and just yeah. as unpleasant. And just yeah. as unpleasant. At least with a condom, though, you could blow bubbles. That would be massive. That, yeah, that would be cool. Well, Mr. Hadland, this has been about toothpicks. And I enjoyed that. Thank I, you. Uh, thank you, David. And thank you very much, everybody at home. I hope you enjoyed that journey with us. We're still growing and trying to hopefully make this interesting. So I hope you've had a good time. And uh, just remember that the things in life are sometimes a bit more simple than you think they are, but can have a very, I don't know, this is a cheesy ending. I'm going to do it again. But you know what? At the end of the day, I don't know what we're going to say. I hope, no, you know what, everybody? I hope you had fun. We'll be back next week. But just remember that I love you and I hope you have a really good week. Yeah, and, I, hope, I hope everyone has a good week too. And I love you, Dave. And I love I will, you too, Chris. And I will talk to you again next week. Yeah, catch you next week. Sister Monday Podcast.